I just tired. He's multi, multi-millionaire. It doesn't mean anything to him. I had $10,000. I just got to get his attention. It's like, give me a dollar. What? What? Give me, give me a hundred thousand dollars. Wait, well, what? 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 What for? Ah, now I have your attention. Um, I believe what Mike said. I believe Mike really got it. What nobody is getting, I believe, is that something is in his head. He is, he's very smart, but he is too scattered, and he thinks he's in control, but he's trying to maintain. You know what? It's like I'm trying to maintain control. And he's just become too scattered, and he's nowhere what he used to be. He's not focused. He's not that singularity, that uh, whatever Mike said. Does that make sense, Rebecca? Yeah, it does. Now, here's, I'm glad you bring this, I'm glad you have a different card you want to point to, because another part or another, another skill that you need to have as a reader, as we develop over time, is you need to be able to read a card completely and thoroughly and then immediately go to a different card and read that completely differently or be able to see how that same card can also mean blah 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 in a different light because you have to figure out which one of those is, is correct. Or you'll have to see how different cards can point to the same conclusion but find out which one is correct. We are problem solvers. We have to be agile, much like the King of Swords Upright. Um, so I'm going to take you right from Mike when I told you how much I believe in what he said and that there's no other answer and that why are you even bothering talking um, because this is the best answer in the world. I'll take you from that moment that I'm going to say, oh, yes, and what did you think? And then I want you to just, with all confidence, tell me what you came up with as if, Mike and I had never been speaking, please. Okay, I'm just going to go with the King of Wands because of his sort of agility at the game and expertise physically, his athleticism. I like that. Um, and the fieriness and the, I mean, going back to the word drive that, that Mike used, I agree with that. Um, I think the King of Wands has that as well, stamina. Yes, um, just being sort of the top man, the top dog. And I also, in the back of my mind, was thinking that you were going to have us pick a, a card for Mickelson and sort of the idealism and, that you know, I, I don't ever hear about scandals involving him. I was going to give him the King of Swords. So those were... See, that's that's very good. I like that, and I like the way that you saw it ahead, too, because I was going to definitely do that with Mickelson. And no offense against Mickelson, but... Only thing I've ever heard is that I, I think I heard his wife had cancer, which is a horrible thing. But I, I literally, no offense, Mick, um, Phil, but yawn, you're boring me. You know, it's like, it's like he's the guy that gets up, doesn't matter whether he wins or not, comes in second, third, fifth, first, seventh, but but he's just like a machine. I go out there, I play golf, I have a good time, I don't make waves, I make a million, two million dollars a year, everybody likes me, I'm a friendly guy, I, 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 don't, I don't go, you know, causing a whole bunch of trouble and, and, and I don't throw my golf club around like Happy Gilmore, just almost like he's Mr. Invisible, where Tiger's like, just Mr. Spotlight, what is Tiger, a Leo, I mean, you know what I mean, it's like, no offense Leo's. Uh, so I like the way that you did that also 
because the King of Wands reversed is such a fallen hero. It's such a has-been champion. Um, it's such a uh, it, it's such a it's an athlete who, who, who you know just broke his leg or something. Oh, I know. Anybody, God, has got to be old to remember this one. But on the wide, wide world of sports, <laughs> the agony of defeat. It's that poor guy going down the ski hill, and the guy says, "And the agony of defeat." And you just watch him just totally eat it. Um, I, I don't know what it was. it was. I don't know who it was, uh, but apparently it was just um, um, on ABC on Channel 7 in Los Angeles. We'd see it like every Saturday. You'd see this guy totally munch it off the ski jump. Um, and that's what he was famous for. That's the King of Wands upside down moment. That's where Tiger is psychologically right now. Um, and the amount of pressure he's putting on him. Um, but yeah, but the King of Wands is top dog. He can't be anything but top dog. So I like that, and I like the King of Swords. So I'm not saying anybody else is wrong. I'm certainly not saying Mike is wrong. But in your world, what you just did, that makes sense to me. Now, Kat, do you have any problems with what Mike or Rebecca said? No, um, not at all. I, I was thinking along the lines of the King of Wands myself. Um, because of the fallen hero aspect. I mean, he was up there. He was the spotlight. I mean, he was like a golden boy. I, again, yeah. chumps like me who are like, oh, golf is stupid. We're going, hey, golf. Okay. Yeah, you know, I was really warming up to it. Uh, and, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, crap. And then. Yeah. He brought the charisma to golf. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it, it even, like you said, it even got, and I don't nothing about golf, but even I caught the news of the golf you know uh goings on because of his shenanigans and, and see it, it just gets worse it's like okay you cheat on your wife wow that sucks oh man uh, it's still tiger <laughs> wait you're not winning oh man wow it sucks oh, mm-hmm. oh you'll come back and it, it's like it's literally like he's a lame horse it's like he just piled it on that, that's it it's cra- gone over in the middle of the night the yeah, it would have been better if he just quit fast. and said, oh, that, you know what? I screwed up. I, I should hide my I should take mm-hmm. my billion dollars and hide in shame for the rest of my life. We would have gone, wow, he was great while he lasted, but it's painful now. It's painful. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, Tiger's playing. You know, because yeah. unless he climbs up and re- reclaims his, his glory and, and we go, we'll forgive you because you're a champion. It's like you're a has-been. I mean, I your husband, was... your husband, you're a jerk. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not really a whole lot of, of like, like you said, charisma to, to jump on right now. And I, and which is kind of why I didn't pick the swords because of his um, flamboyancy. I um, like that. That's I, again, I like the way you guys are taking this. Um, and this is what I want. We can discuss it. We can see what works, what doesn't. Um, but I'm going back to Mike. Mike, let's stay with the King of Swords. Okay. Now, staying with your King of Swords, where would you put Phil, Mr. To me, Mr. Invisible? You mean in terms of a uh, reverse card? 
No, he's not minute. reversed. He's matter of oh, fact, okay. um, it says here Tiger Woods and Phil Mickelson, Mickelson have combined to win seven Masters. So apparently, Phil Mickelson has won a few golf games. You know, um, so he's not reversed, and he's not the reverse King of Swords. Um, I don't know. What do you What do you think? You think King of Wands, Cups, Pentacles? How does it hit you just at this moment, at this particular time? Um, not knowing anything about him, really, I'm going to go with uh, King of Cups. Okay. No arguments with that. Tell me how you feel King of Cups. What what uh, what brings you there, or what is it about the King of Cups that you can tie him to? Well, based on kind of what you'd said before, that he, he didn't – he's not real showy. He enjoys the game. He enjoys the friendliness and the kind of camaraderie. Um, he's not slow or imprecise, so I wouldn't think of him as being like a pentacles kind of guy. Um, so he's more fluid, more like an artist maybe. Kind oh, of- I like that. I like that. Because see, now in my mind, if we were going with uh, Tiger as the King of Swords, I was going with Mickelson as uh, the coins being like um, – I'm solid, I'm quiet, I just show up, I'm you know, I'm a machine. But I like the way that you put it, being more like uh artistry. Uh it's like, you know what, that that really makes a lot of sense. That's that's some good stuff. I like that. And see, this is why I like the chance for us to have the experience of discussing this, um where we're all focused on the end goal. We're all focused on getting better on uh, what we do. We're all focused on becoming more skilled, more proficient. And so we listen to other people. We take what we like. We respect what we don't as long as, as, as long as it's not like crazy cuckoo. Um, and sometimes we find something and go, wow, you know, I like what you said better than what I said. Or, other times we say I like what I said and I like what you said you know it's 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 we're in a position where we can learn from each other just through our interaction and we're not none of us loses anything through our interaction none of us is shamed um by our lack um all of us get a chance to go hey that makes sense Um, this is what I like about this and this is why I want others to listen in and and go okay I get it so when it's their turn to get in there and do the study groups um, they can sit back and lurk like Dominique who's you know rather busy at the moment or they can jump right in and uh, we can all see things slightly differently or we can agree on something and move on Rebecca, any any thoughts on that? No, um, I I liked what he said about the fluidity and the artistry because that made that card make sense for that to me. But I also had been thinking about the coins being this sort of, you think of it as somebody that's been around for a really long time because you see those grapevines like growing up him, you know. Yeah. Is, he's like, he's the dude. Whereas... Tiger might be the, the, you know, fiery young upstart. Well, he's now the fallen hero, but, you know, in in the beginning. 
uh, Mickelson is just this like big immovable chunk of something. <laughs> no, that makes sense. Uh, let's see. Is there anything else? Mm, I don't want to get too caught up in the news. But that was an example of how we can look at these two. Now, what can we do with this knowledge? Uh, as I said, we could uh, consult Tiger, get him back on his game. Phoenix Theater presents Oops, a second. top critic's pick. Oh, I hate that. Hey. That was called my computer starting to make noise. So don't make noise. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Um, sorry, it's, it's uh, totally threw me for a loop. Feed it cheese and crackers. Yeah, it's cheese and crackers. Oh, yeah, stuff some cheese and crackers in the speakers, <laughs> and then won't be saying anything now. Um, see, the crackers act like mortar. They're just like, get in there, and then you're holding all the cheese together until it solidifies. So um, we could work with Tiger. We could, you know, we could reach, because look, Tiger has obviously spent a lot of money on professional golfers, on therapy on psychologists whatever he's done guess what it hasn't worked so it's not like not like we're cuckoo it's not like we're quacks if he if he threw ten thousand dollars at us to, to fix the problem it'd be a drop in the bucket to what he's been investing and what other people have been investing in him to try to get him back to number one because nike wants to make a lot of money they want their hero back uh the golf like it or not needs tiger he sells tickets he he brings the charisma he makes people who don't like golf like golf you know everybody needs tiger to get you know get off his ass and get his head straight so we're cheap you know ten thousand that's nothing and of course once we uh once we fix tiger up <laughs> who do we got a rod uh we can probably get tyson back uh we can, you know, uh, there's there's no list of there's no shortage of sports heroes or fallen sports heroes that we can't um, reach in and, and see if we can help out, all for a nice hefty fee. So we can make a good living and uh, be heroes to the public. So this is one way that we can actually apply our skills without having to go. Um, you know, he said, she said. Uh, just doing the normal thing that uh, we see too many uh, too many readers sucked into the mundane, boring life. Now, on the other hand, no offense, Tiger. Let's say we want to be selfish. Let's say we got money on this. We want to know just being able to pull these two guys out of contention gives us a much better chance if we are gambling and I'm not advocating gambling and I'm not saying gambling is bad but there are professional sports let me put this in quotes gamblers or investors that like to bet on the outcome of certain things well if you know that floats your boat um, they are always looking for any edge they can if now of course we couldn't we couldn't do both of these we'd have to be on one side or the other if we had nothing to do with the golf players but we were you know uh, working with odds makers in Vegas or we were working with uh, professional sports tips advisory services that's that's what they call you know gambling uh, um, advisors um, or 
was one of the things they call them. So if we were working with someone like that, what we would be interested in is we would be interested in pulling out where each one of these golfers' heads is at. We'd have to take what's known factually and statistically. We'd have to have a cursory understanding of that so that we could relate the cards to this. Now here's a hint that's really going to help you out a lot, especially with court cards. The more you generally understand about the situation, I say generally because you don't absolutely, that's not an absolute, but generally speaking, the more you understand about a situation, the more the cards will, they won't speak to you, they'll shout to you, they will be, they will sing, they will dance, they'll be very clear, they'll communicate eloquently. So if you have no idea what golf is, kind of hard to, to understand how one king is different from another. Yeah, whatever. They're guys. They're out there batting sticks around, you know, on, on, on somebody's lawn, you know, whatever. On the other hand, if you understand the whole, well, this guy's squeaky clean, and he's a San Diego hero, and here's the other guy who came up out of nowhere, and he reinvented golf, and then he exploded, and then imploded, and then, oof. Now you get a little bit of a better understanding of the the rivalry and how this gets in people's heads, and then all the little all the other guys going, I know those are the stars, but if I can win, I'll be the star. Not only will I take home the prize money, but I get some TV time. That's when I can make the real money. You know, Nike, Adidas, whatever, whoever's the big you know pair right now. Nike seems to be the big pair. So, um. This is this is why we get this. All right, uh, I was I took off on a rant, but I want to get off that. Does anybody have any questions on this at all? Okay, so let's uh, go. Yes, I do have one. This kind of off topic. Not, not no, there's there no topic. It's yes. uh, we're here, we're here because uh, we're here. You and so many other people that I've looked at recently on doing googling. Uh, spend a lot of time with the astrological nature of these cards. I don't know that much about astrology other than you know what I read in a horoscope in the newspaper. Uh, is there some reference that? Yes, you let me give you. Well, I'm writing the easiest way to learn astrology ever. It would have been done by now, except I stopped to make the website, which was supposed to take me two months, um, and, and that was a generous amount of time. Uh, and instead, nine months later, we're still putting it together. Um, but I am supposed to be working on the book two to three hours a day right now. Uh, it is halfway done. I got, a, I got a printed copy right there. I'm pointing at, I mean, layout, words, <laughs> page numbers, footnotes. It is literally maybe 60, 70% done. So there's that. There's the reference. Now, as far as the right now, um, Let me give you a quick basic uh, overview. There are four classic elements of science or, or Western. There's four classic Western elements or elements of the Western metaphysical world being fire, earth, air, and water. Uh, Chinese has, I always get this wrong, fire, wood, metal, water, and I think air. 
if I if I'm wrong, I apologize. And then the Druids had land, sea, and sky. Not the Druids specifically, the the Celtic uh, Druids, the the Celtic belief, because Druids were you know not specifically just on the island of uh, of, of England. Um, nonetheless, nor necessarily were all the Celtics Druids. It's a long story. But the point is that we have three different variations of the elements just right there, not to mention the periodic table of elements. But astrology is derived from or the study of the apparent position of the sun and, and stars in the sky. So astrology is all about what's happening here on Earth by looking at the sky as some kind of map Fortunately, this actually works. So we have four seasons. The sun is rising or going north above the ecliptic or the equator. Okay, that's what we call spring. So it goes, you know, day is getting longer, 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 unless you're in Australia. Longer, 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 warmer, warmer, unless you're in Peru or something. And then what we call the decline is summer. So in spring, we're fighting our way in the northern hemispheres, or northern climes. We're, we're fighting our way north, and it's like, finally, some decent weather. And we're like, oh my god, this best weather ever. And then, then it gets hotter and hotter and hotter. But it's funny that it's getting hotter because it's actually, the sun is leaving us. You know, that's what we call summers. Summer is actually the decline. What we really need is like, we need a new season that starts at Beltane, that's the middle of spring, and ends at Lamas. You know, it's like, let's call it, I don't know what we call it. I can't come up with a name. So, uh, but it's halfway spring, halfway summer. That would be a great season. Then, the other two seasons are fall, which, again, I'm talking northern climate. You could switch this if you're, uh, if you're uh, you know, down under the equator. When the sun is moving away from the equator, when the sun is on the other side of the equator, moving away from you, so fall. Um, if you are, uh, if you're, you know, if you're in the northern climates like I am, um, that we we would call it fall. Uh, in Australia, they would call that fall, but we would call it spring because so if the sun is moving away from you, down, down below, you know, um, away from that, that would be fall, then winter. So these four climates have a certain, um, certain alignment to the element. The element is a mnemonic memory device to help us understand the flavor, the four basic flavors of energy. We say four basic flavors of energy in the same way that we say man and wife, girl and boy, mom, dad, adult female, adult male. They're all humans. It's just that we've divided them into two genders. You know, there is only female. There is only male. Age doesn't matter. You're male, you're female. That's it. You know? That's what the, uh, you know, or it's day and it's night. 
What if it's a cloudy day? Well, it's still a day. The sun's not out. The sun's out, the cloud's blocking it. That's the problem with making simple divisions like two or three, beginning, middle, and end. It's always the beginning, the middle, and the end of something. So astrology has divisions of two, male and female, up, down, day, night, has divisions of three, beginning, middle, and end, and divisions of four, spring, summer, winter, uh, fall, spring, summer, fall, winter, or fire, air, and water. So it's it's the basic form of breaking down reality. Now, in the tarot, some genius along the way decided, and this could have gone all the way back to the beginning of tarot when it was invented as game, or it may have been an accident, or just a similarity. But there were four prime suits in the tarot, and then there was a fifth suit called the Trump suit. I was like, um, like, uh, what is it, Bridge, or Crazy Eights, you know, Eights are special cards, uh, or Hearts, you know, or Spades, um, they, they take, you know, it's a Trump, so any, any game where there's a, a Trump suit, but Taroki, or Tarochi, whatever you call it, which was invented in, in Italy, had four permanent suits, one, two, three, four, and then a fifth suit that was specifically, if this card came out, it trumped all others. It beat aces. It was just a rather complex way of um, stepping up the card game. It's like, hey, let's let's have more fun with this. Well, hundreds of years later, it became used for divination. So, because of the, the knowledge of fire, earth, air, and water, that was that's classical Greek science. That's classical Greek philosophy, and therefore it's classical Greek metaphysics. Well, the Greeks were overrun by the Romans. The Romans became the Italians. The Italians created the tarot. So the whole fire, earth, air, water mentality was already in their psyche. So it may have been an accident or design that there are four suits in that sense. Technically, there are five suits. But along the way, um, either the Italians or the French, probably the French, because the French were the ones that were first credited right around uh, 1780, 1795, that kind of thing. Um, they were first credited with using the tarot uh, for divination. Before then, there was palmistry, phrenology, aliomancy, um, all the real entrails, always one of my favorites. So, using cards was not anything new, but using the tarot cards, it's like, ah. So, the original people that decided what the tarot cards should mean said, well, we have four elements, fire, earth, air, and water. Therefore, we have to assign the elements to them. Now, remember that those cards were not illustrated. Well, they were illustrated. They had swords and batons or wands or scimitars or chalices or acorns or bells. They didn't have pictures like this. Solobuska deck, but that's completely different. Uh, and even then. So, 
the people who decided what element would go with each suit, they kind of decided based on their opinion. Hopefully it was an educated opinion, but it was their opinion nonetheless. Well, cups equals water. That's an easy one. Um, And then coins, and remember, the coins didn't have little pentagrams on them until, you know, Mathers came in and screwed it all up. It was always just coins. Coins, earth, earthly matters. Um, so that was easy. It was like, oh, hey, the cups of the suit of cups is like water, the element of water. So what we're doing is we're just accepting somebody's primitive beliefs and then we're dogpiling on it. Hopefully along the way we're clarifying and perfecting it, pulling out the impurities, such as the tarot from Egypt. We know that's a lie, even though the same people that told us fire, earth, air, and water said the tarot from Egypt. It means royal road. This is the biggest lie in metaphysics ever. The moment we we discovered the um, uh, Rosetta Stone, we started undoing all of these fake tarot lies. And the moment we deciphered the, the uh, Rosetta Stone, we realized that all, all this tarot Egypt connection was the it was a huge fabrication. It was completely wishful thinking, and yet people keep talking about it today because they're stupid. And, and they refuse to face facts because they so want to believe. They so want to be mystical and powerful and say, no, I'm doing the same thing the pharaohs did. If you want to do the same thing pharaohs did, get dressed up like a pharaoh or go live in Egypt because those are two things that the pharaohs did. Um, but the pharaohs never played with tarot. So what this all means is that given all that, we have reached a point of acceptance where we, we, we've accepted that each of the four suits is generally associated with an element. Well, what is an element? An element is a flavor of energy. We have four basic flavors of energy. Astrology is where it gets really complicated. Then we add qualities, and then we have aspects. Well, screw all that. Let's just talk basic. Fire, earth, air, water. How do we know the difference between elements? Well, if we, the reason why they're called fire, earth, air, and water is so that we can look at the physical, I, I guess, element, you know, here's some dirt, or here's a rock. What do we know about it? Well, it's plain. What? It's stable. Well, you can build a house on it. Well, you can't build a house on water. Well, and, and as much as I, well, that makes sense. You can build a boat on water, but then the boat sails all over the place. If you don't anchor it, it ends up going someplace. So we can we can see the similarities between elements and their metaphysical counterparts. So physical earth, dirt, tree, rock, metal, is kind of like the metaphysical equivalent or the astrological equivalent. Earth people, and again, this is a blanket statement, because when you go into astrology, it's way too much to explain, but it's a blanket statement. Earth people, boring, reliable, sensual, musical, um, you know, trustworthy people. I'm not saying they're all boring, but I'm just, you know, just throwing out different things, good and bad, that they're known for. Okay. Um, Now, when we compare that to air people, flighty, unreliable, smart, clever, witty, uh, okay, um, fire people, 
crazy as in like selfish obnoxious adventure thrill seekers fun uh super funny witty handsome devilishly good looking especially if they're sagittarians um courageous um, again these are blanket statements that do hold true we all have all of these characteristics in us but the whole point of saying you're an earth person or a fire person or a water person is you're predominantly that or you have a whole bunch of that and then of course you know water people very emotional and that's why people look at the suits and go well the suit of cups deals with emotions well why well because the suit of cups has been equated to the element of water long before the suit of cups was ever illustrated therefore along the way all of the cups cards were associated with something to do with water, something to do with emotions. Are you with me so far, Mike? Yes. So that's an easy one. It's like, okay, and then coins, well, that would be money matters, or if not money, practical matters. Because really, when we look at the philosophy of money, and paper money is nice, but paper money is an extension of coins. A coin was a way of saying, here's a, a verifiable piece of rare metal. You, you can't just go dig it up out of the ground. First, you got to dig it up out of the ground, then you got to smelt it, then you got to get a melted in this uh, um, uh, mold, and you got to strike it, and it's got to look exactly like every other coin. You know, that's hence counterfeit. So it was pretty reliable that if you had a certain amount of these shiny metal objects, that was a way of saying this represents or can be traded for a whole bunch of uh, goodies, you know, magic beans. So coins were just a good representation of physical needs. You know, I got to get up and go to work because I'm going to be hungry later. And so work is going to provide me with a way to eat, sleep, drink, uh, four things we have to do in life, eat, sleep, breathe, and poop. Those are the four essentials of life. Therefore, they all belong in the uh, in the coins suits. If we look at it as like fun, mundane physical reality, things we need to do. So, cups is very like, yay, let's all feel good, or I feel horrible, or and it's all our feelings. And then coins are like, well, you know, feelings are nice, but but we need to get up and do something. And then so the, now from there we get into the existential. Uh, of of the two uh, elements, it's thought. Well, what is thought? Oh God, you spend you know, thousands of years trying to figure that out. And then fire, you know, it's passion. So, because there were four elements, it was just like, well, these two make sense. Let's put the others ones in. So over the years, they kind of tailored the tarot card meanings to fit the elements because otherwise it would have been out of whack, and then they would have said, well, it doesn't. So, <laughs> excuse me, people have, over the centuries, moved tarot cards around, physically picked them up and said, they belong over here, no, they belong over there, they swapped tarot cards, they've changed the meanings of tarot cards, sometimes for the better, sometimes for the worse. Um, it's all been a big experiment. This is this is why the tarot cards was not people want the tarot cards to be like some 
something that brought from the UFOs. You know, the UFOs landed in Egypt, said, here's how you make a pyramid, here's how you do tarot cards, and I love UFOs. I want to believe in UFOs, but I don't believe that the UFOs came down to Egypt and told the pharaohs the secrets of making a mummy and um, making pyramids. Um, I, I mean, there's just no physical evidence of that to prove that. In the same way, there's no physical evidence in the world to prove that anything to do with tarot cards. But we have to be careful because it's so popular to believe this stuff. But we do, for better or worse, believe that the elements which were are at the root of astrology, fire, earth, air, and water. And the problem with separating things into fire, earth, air, and water is it goes back to everything's black or white. No, it isn't. Not even black and white and shades of gray. There's there's various colors and depths and textures and you know so the problem with the elements is we are rather limited. Pictures do help. So this is why this is why I invented the uh, the astrological version of the tarot deck, which uh, I've been working on for a number of years. It'll come out soon. That's all I got to say about that. Uh, is I got so frustrated with the fact that out of all the tarot cards, we have four types of men. That's it. Four types of men. Which one do you want? Four types of women. Which one do you want? It seemed like it was just too simplistic. Um, and then people try to create a religion on the tarot, and it's just, oh, that's really bad. So to understand the elements, to understand how we do this, we're borrowing from astrology, but we're only scooping off the top layer. We're not going deep down into the, the nitty-gritty of astrology. If you understand astrology, it helps you understand the tarot, because astrology is the science of everything. There's nothing that astrology can't explain uh, once you go deep enough and and it's again the whole point of me writing a book is to show people how to do it without having to spend a lifetime proving it they could read one book look at the world decide for themselves and go well you know what this stuff actually works uh, so that'll be coming out soon but until then um, we're really being barbaric in the tarot we're just using the superficial part of astrology being the elements. So we have to be careful not to say, oh, this is absolute gospel. Uh, this is why, you know, tarot is a game of intuition based on a bedrock of facts. But, it's, but it is, you know, it's like, yes, there are rules to the tarot, but it is a game of intuition. It is not, you know, a, a formula. There's no computer, like Bobby Fischer, I know this goes back forever, this is the only thing I can remember about uh, chess. Bobby Fischer apparently played against this computer chess master 2000. And that was the big thing is, can the computer beat the chess master? Because chess is nothing more than a series of moves, and therefore the computer can always be the chess master. Well, there is no computer in the world that can do what you guys do, even now, because they have all the routine and the formula. If all you had to do was study Kabbalah and numerology 
and a couple other things that you know have their own value in their own area uh, color theory um, then yeah all of this can be programmed into a computer and a computer would kick your ass every day of the week but the computers don't have intuition computers can't take in to consideration Im- uh, information that wasn't programmed into the question when you're when your client asks you a question a lot of times you may realize that they're not quite at telling you the whole truth or there's something that you don't quite feel comfortable with so you seek outside information or you tailor your question to the cards to find out something slightly different computer can't do that so this is why it's always going to be a game of intuition so back to what you were saying how do we do this well for simplicity for right now to get you through because it does work um, there are better ways but I just I don't have the textbook in front of me and I, I can't get it to you fast enough and I apologize but for right now um, what you can do is you can look at the physical element we say that water and earth are the feminine elements why is that well water and earth are nurturing Um, without water there is no life just look at mars and the moon venus mercury there's no water and this is science tells us this no water no life okay fine whatever earth earth being dirt soil the stuff we stand on it's nurturing meaning it's a platform it's it's solid I can uh, that's uh, technically a, a platform not necessarily I could stand on the platform I have stand on stood on it stood stand it <laughs> I've stood on that platform um, so earth and water are both nurturing or supportive in a metaphysical sense that means uh, feminine masculine in a in a metaphysical sense means aggressive destructive changing it's like odd number versus even number um, fire burns fire goes out and destroys things fire is the transition from one thing to another um, so for this and so many other reasons air and fire are the masculine elements Um, fire needs air in order to exist fortunately air doesn't necessarily need fire to exist but it does need a certain amount of heat otherwise we'd just have a vacuum Um, earth and water are like BFFs if you try to mix earth and air you're not going to get much you could throw some dirt in the air you could keep it in the air by, by means of sandstorm but it's an or a tornado but all a tornado is is earth is wind coming up and kicking up earth there is no blending if we look out at the horizon we go oh there's air there's earth and we literally see a division gravity pulls earth to the ground and air just sits on top of it that's masculine air feminine earth it it doesn't mix Uh, if you mix earth and water 
example, you get mud. I mean, it, it mixes so well, we have a brand new name for it. That's that's not earth and water. That's mud. Well, what's mud? Well, it's earth and water. You know, it's 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 a it's a swampy mixture. So we've created a new element. We've got fire, earth, air, water, and mud. Um, so we can see physically how physical earth and physical water get along really, really well. However, you can squeeze that mud, take some cheesecloth or something, and squeeze it really hard. You can get most of the water out of the earth, but the earth will still be wet. Similarly, um, until you filter and filter and filter, um, most uh, most of that water will be polluted by earth. That's what I mean by best friends. They blend, and it's like making chocolate milk. Good luck getting the chocolate out of the milk. So that's what I mean by when I say these two physical elements get along together, just like fire needs air to exist. So earth and water are the the elements that blend the best. Air and earth don't blend at all. Air and water can blend. If you add enough fire, you know, heat, you could evaporate the water to make steam or fog, which is, increases the humidity of the air, and therefore you've got a temporary blending. But when it comes right down to it, the only permanent blendings are air and fire and earth and water. Other than that, they're all, that's, that's what we break science down into is four elements, and therefore metaphysically. That wasn't too much for you, Mike, was it? I mean, I know it was kind of scrambling. And... No, it was. That's fantastic. I mean, it's way, way more than my original question. Well, the reason why is I want you to walk away with an understanding of how to do this. So when I'm dead and gone, you're like, oh, I totally get this. I don't want to just give you a couple of words and, and go, eh. You're like, well, you know, your, your kid's like, why? 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 Well, because. Why? 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 Because. So... When we look at the king of Pentacles, um, Art had Pam draw vines climbing up his robes. Or we could say that his robe had vines printed on him. But the idea is that it's like he's one with the earth. He's, he's literally Farmer John or Old MacDonald. He's not some city slicker. He's like a druid. You know, it's like, I am one with the earth. Yay, whatever. Although, you know, if you're into that, you're like, cool, this guy I want to hang out with. Where the king of swords, I know everybody's wearing a damn dress. Um, he is not one with the earth. He's, he's more interested in looking at us. He's more interested in staring us down. He wants direct, somebody said earlier, confrontation, and I liked that. Uh, I did mention that. I think it was probably earlier in class. Um, King of Cups, he's kind of a weird one. I've never seen cement that floats. But here we have a cement, floating cement island. Or we've got a pedestal that goes all the way down to the bottom of the ocean. 
one or the other. Either it floats or it's the world's tallest pedestal. Technically, he should be a merman or something. Because, I mean, how can he be the king of cups, the king of water, if he's separate from the water? Or at least put him on a boat. Okay, so that picture is, like, dumb. But whatever. Um, king of wands, yeah, he has salamanders, which are technically supposed to be, like, alchemical fire lizards or whatever. I'd never put a salamander in fire. I think that's rude and evil. Um, but I think, so I think it's a mythical thing. So, we see how we look at the picture and we draw inferences of personality and then we compare that to what we can make sense of from the elements. If you put fire and water together, these two are enemies. Fire boils water, water quenches fire. But they're both cardinal. They're both cardinal forces. They both change things. And, you know, water's the universal solvent, but it's also the giver of life. Well, the sun is, you know, no sun, no life, so it's kind of the giver of life, but it also bleaches everything to death. These are very harsh things. So fire and water, mm, good luck them getting along together. So we could guess... I don't think it's much of a stretch to say that all things being equal, the King of Wands and the King of Cups probably aren't best friends. Or, hell, we could say the same thing with the Queen of Wands and the Queen of Cups and Page of Wands and Page of Cups. It's just the chemistry is not there. So the chemistry is there between the Pentacles and the Cups and that's really good chemistry. And then kind of good chemistry is there between the wands and the swords, because that's far and air. And then maybe some chemistry, again, maybe, quote, under the right conditions, maybe some chemistry between the swords and the cups. Because we can also say that the swords and the cups are the intellectual, or of the intellect, of the mind. Um, because emotions are of the mind. Although, it's funny because if you look at it, the, the coins, let's just look at the kings as an example. The coins are the closest thing to represent the physical body. Think of like a high school wrestler. You know, uh, that is sheer physical bulk skill. I'm not saying it doesn't take an intellect or, or strategy, but I mean, literally that is you know, grappling, that is that is physical action. Okay, so pentacles are, are the closest of the suits to represent physical reality, physical bottle, body. Way on the opposite side, in another world, literally, you have the king of swords, you have, or, or any of the swords. You have the, um, the, well, not any of the swords, because the swords, of, suit of swords is all kind of fucked up. It's like very dark and gloomy and bad things happen. But, but just the king of swords specifically intellect so we've got intellect and emotion well wands if wands is passion then it's kind of like emotion is the bridge between the intellect and passion whatever you call passion the bodily biological urges instincts so you got the physical body 
Pentacles, the biological instinctual urges um, and, 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 you know, desires, needs, root chakra stuff, that would be wands. Then you have the emotions, well, that's high up in the mind, but it's still subconscious, would be the cups. And then you have the conscious mind, which is the swords. So see how we can see these from different ways, but by looking at these in different ways, it helps us understand it. So we haven't lost our structure, but now we have more familiarity when it's time for us to actually do a reading. Anybody have any questions on that? Mike, did that help at all? Yes, it's sort of like um, background knowledge, platform. Yes. So once you've got this kind of stuff, um, you don't necessarily think about it, but you kind of intuit it. You kind of know it when it comes up in the reading. Yeah, it's like math. So the I, more you know, the probably the fuller you're going to be about this. To some extent. I mean, you can't, you can't choke on it. But, uh, like, I know enough math to know a dozen eggs. Uh, I can, if it says dozen eggs, I know what to expect. I can look at it and tell if there's a dozen there. I could technically count up to a dozen. I can see the difference between a dozen eggs and 18 eggs or three dozen eggs and a little you know, square of eggs, half gallon of milk, gallon of milk. I don't really think of measurements in mass. I mean, I had to go through and learn all this stuff. And, uh, and sometimes it was fun. And sometimes it wasn't. But now, I just coast through life. I don't have to think about cursive handwriting. I'm like, la, 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 I'm writing a letter. Got shitty handwriting because I'm used to typing. And at that, and I'm, you know, I'm impatient. I'm, I'm king of wands. I'm Sagittarius. It's like, must, you know, I don't, I don't have time to write. So, so my handwriting sucks because I don't have time to write. You know, uh, if I were king of coins, I'd be like, oh, I got lots of time, and my writing, with my penmanship, would like make women swoon. They'd be like, Oh my God, he has this wonderful writing. It's like because I take my time. You know? So, see, it's this kind of thing where that understanding explains. You know, why did you do that? Why do babies scream? Because they don't have a better way to communicate. So why are Aries people so damned impatient? Well, because they're a they're this a contained they're a contained series of explosions. They're bursts of energy. Boom, 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 boom. Once you understand that, you're like, okay, cool. That's my friend. My friend is an Aries. She doesn't really have a great attention span, but she's like, always ready to go. Let's go do something. Let's go do something. Loads of fun. Smart, witty, funny. Here's my other friend. She's a Taurus. Takes a little longer to get going, but a um, lot more reliable. She can sit and watch a movie without having to uh, talk every five minutes. So it, it's like you said, Mike, it, it kind of gets under your skin and it allows you to see the world with a lot more depth and understanding. You see things that other people don't. Well, where other people see a carton of eggs, you see a dozen eggs realizing you had to feed six people, so you got two eggs per person, which is good, but probably could use some bacon and toast. Or... Two eggs, probably three pancakes. 
see, you're seeing the same thing, but because you know or understand the insides, you're able to elevate yourself to a higher plane of thought and without any stress do complex uh, logic, you know, if-then statements. Well, if I got six people to eat, I've got 12 eggs, we're going to need some filler, you know, food. We're going to need filler material. Well, let's see, we got bacon and pancakes and toast. And, and then you can figure out, well, pancakes and toast don't really go together. But pancakes and bacon go together. Or bacon and toast and hash browns go together. And so just like that... It's, it'll seem a little weird at first, and I'm trying to make it as comfortable as possible. But there is no, there is no ironclad, foolproof, easy way to walk into elements and just go, well, yes, they're elements. They make sense. They should make sense. Because this wasn't what we were taught as kids. And with the tarot, we really are learning a new language. So there's going to a little bit be a little bit of alien culture, a little bit of a grating shock, but once we get past that, we're good. We're all good with this, right? Yes. All right. I'm going to walk away from this. Matter of fact, I'm literally going to uh, yay! Almost two and a half hours. Almost, <laughs> almost got there. Um, I'm going to go take a walk because I need to get my butt away from this computer every once in a while. So if there's any specific homework, um, just get in there and talk to your court cards. Take Shuffle your cards um, together. Um, matter of fact, does anybody have their court cards separated right now? Yes. yes. Okay. Yes. Shuffle your court cards together. And let's see. Kat, do you have your three cards? Do you have? I mean, do you have uh, your court cards together, separated? Yes, I got both actually. Okay. Just just give me three random court cards, like you know, just shuffle them together, and then give me the top three court cards. Okay. Um, Knight of Swords, a Page of Cups. Uh, Queen of Cups and... Nope, I just need three. That was it. Three. Okay. This is perfect. Knight of Cups... No, I'm sorry. Page of Cups, Knight of Swords, Queen of Cups? Yeah. That's what how they came off. Okay. Um, this is perfect. So, um, we have a party. We have a little cocktail party. And only three people show up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, my God. So there's the cute girl. I mean, I don't mean like pretty. I mean like, I'm cute. I like puppies and rainbows. And I'm the queen of cups. And I like poetry. And I'm a girly girl. And I don't want to break a nail, but I'm really pretty. And then there's like, hey, man, I'm going to go beat something up. And I just like, I'm here. You, woman, and there's like page of cups it's like oh I like poetry and fun and well you're really pretty oh you're so cute cause you're cute and you're pretty it's like you're like Justin Bieber you're all cute and like <laughs> it's like wow um, this is a really fucked up party 
maybe if the Knight of Swords weren't there, yeah, it you know it'd be like the cutesy little couple, or or it'd be a good gossip party. Yeah, or if the Page <laughs> of Cups weren't there, it'd be like me Tarzan, you Jane. Oh, you're so big and strong, unlike me. You know, because opposites attract. So, I want you just to just throw three court cards together and make them interact. Have a little party. If you don't like party, make them at work. Uh, have an auto accident and then, you know, throw them down and see who did what to who. You know, just look at these cards and when, when you get a feel of how they interact, then if that gets boring, start throwing in reversals. Um, if somebody reminds me, uh, meaning go into the beta test forums and put it there, um, because that's the best place to put that, uh, remind me to create a special exercise. I'll put this under basic exercises, uh, and we can't do study deck. No, no, we can do it study deck because there's no trump cards. Um. So, uh, and we'll do it without reversals, where we'll, um, we'll just do three cards at a time, and um, they have to, but, you know, three court cards at a time, and they have to interact. So, uh, somebody remind me, and, um, you know, let's go into that, and when I get back later on tonight, um, I'll see about doing that, and uh, that way you can have some online practice if you want, or you can, you know, if you're running dry, you can see what, uh, what somebody else did. And this applies to everybody, even if they weren't here. So thank you guys for being here. Thank, thank you. you. Thanks, Thanks, Dusty. Thank you. Like, like it. We're going to have so much more fun. And, uh, and everybody listening, thank you so much for listening. Be sure to practice. Uh, we'll be back next week with another episode. Um, yeah, that's it. All right. You guys have fun. See you next Saturday. <laughs> okay. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 <laughs>